0: I think one of the problems for me is I think it's only telling half of the story and there should have been so much more done on the historical aspect because I think if you're building up the premise of what it was I think there should have been more focused on the, the conflict between the Knights Templar and the Assassin's Creed so you could actually see the two factions from the beginning as it were and then you can go anywhere you want in the future. Whereas I felt like when you start in the present and go backwards, it felt like there was papering over a lot of cracks. And it would have been nice to just see more of the assassins doing their thing and trying to explain the ethos of why the creed exists.
1: Hello again to all our listeners and welcome back to Geek Quit. This is Cult Film, where we take a meander through the world of great and not-so-great video game-to-film adaptations. Uh, Today, uh, today's topic of discussion is Assassin's Creed. Um, And once again, I've got the wonderful company of the dynamic duo. Um, We've got Trevor, Instagate, Jonesy. TJ?
2: Howdy.
1: Howdy, howdy. And Malachi, a.k.a. M.K.A.
2: Aloha! Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, great to have you guys back. Right, so Assassin's Creed. Um, so, who's seen the video and who's played the game?
2: Uh, I played the games. Um, I didn't watch the, um, the film, even though I should have, <laughs> because I actually like. Um, <laughs> I actually like uh, Michael Fassbender. I think he's quite a good actor. Um, but I just never got around to this. But I played. I played all the games. I'm well informed. Yeah, I'm well informed in the medium of, of gaming, yes.
1: Cool, cool. So, like, have you, like, played all of them up to, what, Origins and Valhalla? You've got Valhalla.
2: I, I No, except for Vanhalla. Vanhalla! Yeah, that's the Valhalla. only one I haven't. Vanhalla! <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I haven't played. But I've <laughs> seen footage of that. Yeah, yeah. Because, but I think with Vanhalla, they've kind of moved... More towards a role playing game as opposed to a yeah. platform game that they've got. So I don't know whether I'll do that one, but yeah, I've played everything else. Did,
1: did you enjoy Witcher? Did you play The Witcher? Yeah, but
2: I, I don't. Yeah. But I don't expect that from a Assassin's Creed game. I just want to get in, stab, stab, kill, kill, and then run off into the crowd. I don't want you to build a whole world around these characters. That's just me. I think Witcher should do Witcher, and Assassin's Creed should do Assassination.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, okay. What about YouTube? Um, I would say I'm, I'm not a gamer, but I've got into a habit of watching um, what you call playthroughs or run throughs. So I actually get a bit of enjoyment about watching people who clock the game and they, they recorded it and streamed it. Uh, some, I think I see it a lot on YouTube and people who've managed to put back to back the video, the, the in-game videos for certain games. So I got onto this first from, I think, it was Grand Theft Auto 4. And Assassin's Creed seems to have a lot of good content. And um, I really appreciate the trailers as well. I think my favourite Assassin's Creed trailer is, um, I think it's Assassin's Creed 3, where um, there's a guy and he's going across on the ship and then he lands on the he lands on the the um, planes, and then I think he gets caught after a big fight. He's about to get hung, but it was all a ruse because he used the hanging to get close to the person that he wanted to kill. So I really like that trailer. But I'll admit, I only get to play Assassin's Creed when my nephews give me permission to
1: <laughs>
0: to use their Xbox.
1: <laughs> When the little one gives you
0: permission. Yeah, so uh, so that's basically Christmas and birthdays. So I only had the experience of, um, there was an Assassin's Creed that was set in like London, I think it was. It was like yeah, syndicate. Old- yeah, yeah, Syndicate. Yeah, I, Syndicate. That was the one I got the most out of, and I got used to the kind of the ghosting that the character could do. And exploring the, um, the interior of houses to hide before you come out and like stab the shit out of people. So basically, it was, it was strange watching Assassin's Creed bring out violent tendencies and just brush it off. It's like, yeah, I've just assassinated somebody in the middle of a village square. And um, <laughs> now I'm just going to walk five yards over here and just hide. So that kind of stuff always made me laugh. But it's interesting how. That um, it uses the proximity counter to calculate who you're going to get into a fight and sometimes you can let you on a foot chase to try and get away and, like, people chase you for blocks and blocks to have a scuff, so I thought that was cool. But the film, I'll admit, I wasn't very interested in when it was out at the cinema. I waited for that to come out onto, uh, like, a Channel 4. Movie. Yeah, it was on Channel 4 about two or three months ago, I think it
1: was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've done both um, the games and the films. Um, but it's interesting because they took aspects from the games, um, but it didn't follow the games, which is fine. But I, I think, I mean, because, okay, so so right. So the film came out um, in 2016, 2017, um, and the very first Assassin's Creed Video game um, the console was two thousand and seven, and so that came out with Altair, and um, so that's where it all kind of um, started. Um, And it had a budget of one hundred twenty five mil, and it only raked in about two forty in the box office. So, but then you kind of like look at the um, you, you look at Rotten Tomatoes, and it actually bombed as a film overall but for me it was kind of like it i think if you're a gamer and you expected it to be like the game you would have been very very disappointed because in the video game you you focus less on the present day and more on the past i mean like you you're, you're paying, you 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 the character that you're playing is you know someone from your um from your past from your, your dna um, whereas the film is very much set, the majority is set in the modern day, and you have flashbacks to the past, which I think kind of through the um, percentage of you know of how much time you spent, you know, back in ancient, well not ancient, <laughs> back in back in time versus you know back in modern day, and I think because it was so modern. Um it didn't have the same appeal as, you know, going back in time and exploring, you know, so the
2: old who, days. who is this film for? Because if it ain't for the fans of the game and the critics didn't like it, was it just a passion, a vanity project for the director and writer? Because I, I, I've read that it, it's set within the same universe yeah. as all of the games but it's original characters. So essentially it's just a live action game, but it's not catering to what made those games great. Like you said, I hated when I had to go to the modern day when I'm playing the game. I was thinking, look at this bald idiot. I don't want to be him. I just want to go back in time with all the fancy costumes and the knife thing at my wrist. So I don't understand why they chose to stay more. And is it to do with the fact they wanted to show more of Mr. Fassbender's face? Because obviously, but
1: but he was he he played the assassin anyway. He he played the no, but he's got
2: the hood, the hood like assassins have to hide and can obscure their um, you still saw his face
1: though.
2: No, but like it's like it's similar to why they created the um, the the internal view of the iron costume because it's the animal show. Yeah, yeah. So, because they wanted to show the Robert Downey Jr. face as much as possible, because he was the big hitter.
0: Oh, Iron Man. So.
2: Yeah, with Iron. Man. Oh, with, with, yeah, with Michael Fassbender. It, it's still Michael Fassbender, but you, you've it's kind of obscured by the the hood, like in X Men. That's why he didn't wear the helmet so much, because they wanted to uh, capitalize on his lovely face. So, do you think that's the reason?
0: That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I'll say something about Iron Man, though. It's like I understand that they the money shot is the Robert Downey Jr. face, but they do kind of get away with it because you get the, to see his interior world of how he runs the suit. So they're kind of playing that little trick of, yeah, we're looking at Robert Downey Jr.'s face, but it's also these are the mechanics of what's going, he's operating a machine. inside. That's how,
2: that's how they spin it. That's how they spun it. But originally it's yeah. just because they wanted to show his face because you, any, any follower of the comment. Co- the comics yeah. they don't care what's going on inside the helmet of Iron Man, they yeah, see yeah. Iron Man flying around blowing up stuff. This yeah. is what they added for the specifically for the MCU, yeah. and we see it with uh how they, they do the internal monologue of, of Spider Man and uh and Daredevil, is, I mean, no, uh, and Deadpool as well. But yeah, just going back to Michael Fans about Fast Bender for a
1: second. <laughs> <Fassbender>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, going back to that—that's why I think that's my theory, on why they kept it more in the modern day as opposed to going in the because that's where that's where the action is—is the—is the—is the past, but the money shot is in the present day with no.
0: The thing is, I don't understand why they the film took the decision that it did because it's like it answers the question of when is fan service not fan service because. I I mean, I'm not entirely familiar with the game, but it feels like the game is about navigating the character in real time. And I just don't understand what was wrong with just sticking with the mission of Andalusia, 1492, and just carrying it on because that seemed like a good enough story to me.
1: And I think that's where most of the action was as well. I mean, like, the modern day was kind of like tying the pieces together, but yeah, no. It, I I think that's where they went wrong. I think that was the the worst decision out of the whole thing was to focus on modern day rather than um, his his um, DNA and ancestry.
2: What what did you think of that concept? Because obviously, this is the same concept that's used in the game as well as the film. You're mm. able to access the past because you're actually related to them. Do you think that's a, <laughs> it does? Do you think that concept holds water in the grand scheme of things?
1: Of course not. I mean, like it's bullshit, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Why didn't why, anyone should be able to just go back inside that person? I thought.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, like it's assuming that you share the same DNA because that's what it comes down to—is your ancestry, your direct ancestry.
0: Yeah, because it, it was supposed to be a machine that was supposed to tap into the memories and the muscle memories of your your bloodline ancestors. But do you think Assassin's Creed should have been a science fiction, or should it be defined as a science fiction? Uh, before it's an before an action film or an action game,
1: I I, I think that it would have been better just as an action adventure game. I don't think it needed the modern day tie-in of all the you know the DNA stuff. I don't yeah. think it did because I mean, like you know, as Mal- Malachi said, you know, w- whenever you went, when whenever you played the game and you came back to modern day, it was like, what the hell, man?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't... Yeah. You know, yeah, I, mean, I, I want to be in ancient Greece. I want to be in, like, you know, Egypt, you know, Egypt, or I, I want to be back in, you know, during the Crusades. You know, yeah. so yeah, because you know, that's interesting. That's what what grabs your attention. You don't want to be walking around, you know, uploading and downloading from PCs.
0: Yeah, do you, do you know what I, I mean? One of our last uh, cult films we were talking about was um, Prince of Persia, which is like a period set, and. I just want to say one thing about how I think the film could have been fixed before we delve more into it is I just felt that the way that the film should have told the story is to concentrate on Andalusia, 1492, the mission that he had to do in that era, which is obviously protect the prince and subsequently protect this artifact called the Apple of Eden. And then once that mission was over, then the idea the film should have ended with a hunt down for the ancestors and a chase between the Knights Templar and the Creed to try yeah. and capture the ancestor of the ancestor of um, the assassin. Because I think that would have been the better tell to say, okay, we kidnapped you because we have to train you for the sequel. And then that would have made sense more sense to me. But it's that's like that's kind you know, of
1: what happened in the games. That's kind of what happened in the games because. In the very first one with Altair, yeah. you have them kidnapping Desmond Miles. Desmond Miles—is it Miles? Yeah, Desmond. Desmond Miles, yeah. That's yeah, Desmond. Yeah. So he was being kidnapped and used to, um, you know, and they used him on the Animus to get the information that they needed. So he was, you know, pretty much what you're describing is, you know, he was kidnapped for that, um, for for for, for that main reason.
0: Yeah, I mean. So, it- this Assassin's Creed, I mean it's basically free will. It's Andalusia 492, where the Assassin's Creed uh, kind of swears in their new assassin, who's going to protect the Prince and, and hopefully protect this artifact, which has got it's got something to do with the power of free will or accessing the power of free will. So yes. Yeah,
1: Okay, yeah, so so basically you had the Assassin's Creed that wanted peace on Earth via, you know, with free will, Yeah. whereas the Templars wanted peace on Earth via control.
0: And then you've got this other world called, which is New Mexico 1986, which doesn't really do anything. It's just there so you can see basically just
1: Cal's, getting murdered. Cal's, yeah. yeah, just Cal's upbringing before it all happened. Yeah. Or he went bad and killed, killed a pimp.
0: And then the final world is like Texas, USA, and Madrid and Spain in 2016, So, which is basically the, the mental health prison life of, of Cal. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, what, what, should we delve more into Andalusia or the, the, the Texas prison life?
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> well what's more That's exciting?
0: Bug that. <laughs> life. Because uh, he might have been about killing a pimp, didn't he? Which for yeah, well, some yeah. random thing that he did. It
1: was basically so so in, in the film, yeah, he's been um, sentenced to death for killing a pimp essentially. Yeah.
2: What country is Sturdo. this is this is this in Spain, you're saying? Well he's in Texas. Oh Texas, okay, That's Texas, it, okay. It, okay.
1: Yeah, modern modern day Texas. So okay, yeah. this is Faspin <laughs> I can't even say his name now. Um, so this is Fassbender's um, modern-day character, which is Callum Lynch. So yeah, so yeah, so he's sentenced. He's sentenced. He is sentenced to death. Yeah, and Abstergo um, basically hijack it, fake his death, and kidnap him. Mm. And even though he's not a prisoner, he still can't escape anyway. Like he can't leave. So yeah, yeah it's like. I'm, you mean, know, got this very
0: precariously open, a, open the window ledge into. Yeah, into up- I know. Place. It's
1: like, if you want to go, you can go, but you're yeah. going to have to die.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> leap of faith. <laughs> That's yeah. probably what it is. It's kind of like, I'm tempting you to, uh, you know, leap of faith and then jump.
0: <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to say is what did you think about um, the. There's a doctor called Dr. Sophia Rifkin, and she is running these experiments so that the. Um, the patient stroke prisoners can use the animus and access their their ancestral memories. But did you feel that she was getting undermined quite a lot by her her song? Who he was saying who? Like there was one point she's talking to Alan Lynch, and one of the staff members decides to shoot in the tranquilizer bar halfway through a sentence. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, who's in charge? Of
1: I, I I think. She, like, had perceived power, but the power was actually her dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You know, her overbearing father who was taking all of her credit, Mm. if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) as it goes, (laughs) sidelined. Yeah, but, I mean, like, um, you know what I found interesting, though, when I first saw the film was how they changed the animus because, In the video games, the animus is pretty much like a lounge. It's a flatbed. Mm. Um, But whereas like um, in this one, they've got this huge kind of what angle poise, (laughs) giant mechanic kind of thing. So so not only do you see it, but you can act it out as well, which I I thought was actually, you know know what? That was probably a really good move because it's quite boring watching someone lie down. So they, they they kind of had to find a way to bring more action into the modern day, I think.
0: But but the yeah. thing is in the animus machine, only the person using the animus can see what's going on around you. It's not like anyone else who's strapped into the machine can see. No, no. Doing.
1: They they can see what you see. Yeah. Because they, they wire they you up. Okay. E- even in the video games, your um your, your, your science clan
0: group, people,
1: science people. Yeah. Um, they could all see what you saw as well. So okay. that was always the case, but it was never projected um the way it was in the film. Okay. It was always like on a kind of a, a computer monitor. So, as opposed to the, the holographic um images.
0: So did that work for you, like the transition between his current past, Stephanie's his current With future of past?
1: No, oh, I think you did that in a film. Because the last thing you want to do is pan in on a TV screen yeah. <laughs> or a TV monitor. Yeah. Um I think it was more dynamic having it as a holographic image. Mm. 3D as well.
0: Yeah. And do you think they got away with the action sequences? Because I, I get the feeling that they it wasn't like John Wick action sequences, it was kind of more like James Bond in terms of they were relying on a lot of camera cuts and whip pans and edits rather than just seeing Michael Fassbender purely fighting another person.
1: But I think with, you know, free running and all that, all the parkour that they were doing, I think you kind of needed that. Mm. Um, Because I don't think that's the kind of thing that you could take, you know, different, you know, shots at different angles and make it interesting. Yeah. If, if, if all you did was follow it from one or two angles, yeah, I think you needed that.
0: No, but I'm talking about like the martial arts sort of thing because it kind of, it didn't fit. I never got the sense that there was a real fight taking place. It was more like um, tap, tap, run, tap, tap, run, tap, tap, run, and, and just keep running until they got into a corner.
1: That's pretty much like the video game, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So what uh, I was gonna say, is it do you find the fighting and the costume like true to the video game? Is that is that the part video gamers will be most familiar with? Because I know on good authority that uh, Mr. Michael actually performed 95% of his own fights. Oh, so really? they, yeah, they didn't use stunt stunt doubles for that. So that's my why it might have been a bit um so to say lackluster in yeah. um in, in Trevor's view. But in terms of the fighting, uh, is it true to how they fight in the games itself?
1: Some of it was very similar. I mean, like you you still had some very,
0: um, what, what's the word, graceful use of the spear. I mean, you, you don't have it
1: in the earlier games, but you certainly have it in Odyssey where you're using a spear. Mm. Um you know, there's a bit of kind of flair. There, there was a bit of flair in it. But, you know, for a film, you kind of need that kind of flair um, for the audience, I think. Um, so it wasn't exact because, obviously, when you're playing the video game, sometimes it's just button bashing, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Whereas, there are a few sort you know, of talking scenes, though, weren't there? Like where the – um, I think there was a scene where they found the the Knights Templar group, I think it was. Actually, no, the Spanish Inquisition, they find the prince and the assassins on the perimeter of the village and there's a kind of a sense of stalking like walking through the crowds before they pick their target and start you know, another fight.
1: That's, that's very video game yeah. um if if you if you rewatch the opening sequence for the very first um assassins creed it's very much that he, he's he's kind of like swanning through the crowd sure. getting up close um and then doing his thing. So, I mean, that is, that, that, I think that was true to the video game.
2: Do, do, do you think the film was too long?
1: I didn't think it was too long. I think it didn't have enough of, um, the, you know, the, the past. I, I, think it, I think I would have enjoyed it more if it focused less on the present day and more on his past.
2: The reason I asked that is because it was uh, released on uh, so the film length was one hour 48 minutes and originally it was supposed to be two hours 20 minutes so they cut away quite mm. a bit of footage
0: yeah.
2: and depending on what that footage contained whether it contained more of the past um, it might have made a difference to how people uh, received mm. the yeah. film um, so that's why I asked do you think it was too long, do you think it left out stuff where could they have where could they've leaned into?
1: I, I think be- because the Spanish Inquisition and the Renaissance were kind of around the same time period, I think a lot of people were hoping to see Ezio Auditore yeah. make, a, make an, a, an appearance. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were waiting for that. And if you look in the, um, in the IMDB, um, the cast, there was actually a cast member for Ezio. So they obviously filmed it. He, he would have been cut. He, he, it looks like his scenes were cut. That would have been a huge selling point. That would have been like a fan favourite.
0: Yeah.
2: What I was going to say, like, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed 2, where Ezio was uh, first introduced as my favourite Assassin's Creed game out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like before and after, I don't care, like, Van Hala, I don't care what you're doing in there. Ezio is my guy. And that's it's funny. I think that-
0: is the trainer that I like. I think that's the one that I'm talking about, Assassin's Creed 2.
2: Yeah, no, he's he's the greatest one, hands yeah. down. And it's funny we were mentioning Robert Downey Jr. earlier because he was rumored to play uh, Leonardo da Vinci in the film because Leonardo da Vinci features heavily in Assassin's Creed 2 with Ezio. He provides all of the inventions that he like. He he goes on to use, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't. Know. I, I'm just confused, J- Jamie. Like as a fan of the games. Do you think this game, this film is for you? Cause it doesn't sound like it. Like you, you sound kind of like really kind of exhausted even speaking about it.
1: I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, Mainly probably because my, I probably played too much of the games and I was looking more for that whole, you know, back to the past kind mm. of, you know, I wanted more of that. I wanted more of the history. I wanted more of the ancestry. Because that's what's interesting, you know, um, stuffy that you don't know. Things that are in modern day, it's kind of like,
0: uh, yeah. You know, I, I was looking at the, if you look at the cast, there's some really big hitters there. I mean, with my yeah. contrasting aside, you've got Marion Cotillard, and Sophia, Jeremy Irons playing the father, Rickin, who's yeah. he's the founder or CEO of the Asturgo Foundation. You've got Michael Kenneth Williams, who is another captive Patient who plays Musa. You've also got, um, uh, what's the big tall guy? Um, you've got Charlotte Ramplin, who's actually part of the Knights Templar Order. And um, there's a big tall guy that I'm trying to remember who's Irish, Brian Gleason. And what I noticed is the casting is so top heavy on the present day world that they never it never felt like there was a commitment to the past life or the 1492 and the life because all the big hitting stars were in the present day moment so it felt like there was a kind of a forced handle. and i felt that a lot of the the big lane cast members were there to kind of just make sense of the exposition rather than doing, doing re- any real acting or action you know?
2: Baby, what did you think of the sets?
1: If we're talking about, um, I can't even say the word, Um, the Spanish Inquisition sets, I thought they were great. I really enjoyed the, you know, it just looked epic, Mm. you know. Um, And actually, even the way they did the leap of faith as well, um, I I, I liked that part. why it broke the animus, I don't know. But, hey, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. But in, in terms of, like, the, you know, the, the science laboratory, I mean, like, it's a science laboratory. It, it's supposed to look sterile. Were
2: no. you pulling out your hair watching it when you are looking at the science laboratory?
1: Well, no. Well, no. No. No, I wasn't. But Oh, like, you were happy
2: with that science laboratory? Because usually... You have a few things to say about laboratories depicted in film. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, you know, they, they, they're not looking at blood samples and specimens. They're just plugging people in.
2: And you were happy how they plugged in Mr. Michael? Well,
1: an epidural is supposed to prevent pain, not cause pain.
2: Mm. Oh. So, oh, no.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so, but even then, it's kind of like, why have they put it in the back of the neck? Mm. usually an epidural, epidural goes in the, the base of the spine. Um, yeah. But I suppose it depends on where you want the pain, because it normally stops pain below the point of entry. Mm. So I suppose, you know, epidurals are usually used in, you know,
2: during, lab, during yeah. labour, because you want yeah.
1: to kind of like numb what's below the hips, yeah. because that's where the pain is. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, well, maybe. Maybe if you're doing it in the upper lumbar, then, yeah, you're kind of, like, making the entire body, you know, painless,
0: except it, the head. You're making so it you... sound like there was a public liability issue with uh, Askergo's animus. But <laughs> kind of wave before they strapped him in.
1: It was weird, though, because it's kind of like if you've ever been held by the waist, yeah. it's actually really uncomfortable. But it, it almost felt like they needed him to be in some kind of, like, um seat or something that held him you know that he sat on or was yeah. harnessed into rather than just being held at the waist because i can imagine that would be really uncomfortable
2: yeah. i haven't i haven't seen the film but um is the way he's in the animus quite similar to when neo is blind and all the machines plug into him
0: not really no no the way i see it is kind of like he's The issue is about free... They try to address this kind of free will issue about when he's inside the Animus or attached to the machine, his level of free will when he's attached to the machine affects what type of memory he has or how well he can recollect it. So in the beginning, he's kind of very reluctant, which means he's more of an observer in the memory traits as it were. And as the film progresses, uh the Callum character, Callum Lynch character kind of thinks that the more he, he turns up in the animus, the closer he's gonna get to being released from whatever the laboratory is. So he ends up becoming more and more uh compliant as it were. And the more compliant he becomes it, 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 he starts um I don't know what's the, he starts participating and then that participation is supposed to kind of bleed over into him learning those skills, like Neo, so that he's got yeah. the fundamentals of what it's like to be an assassin when he that, comes out of the machine.
1: Yeah, that concept is part of the video games though, because bleed out is kind of when you start hallucinating. Okay. Um, but as part of the video games, you actually gain the muscle memory of their of your ancestral actions so you end up learning the skills that they had as Mm. part of being um put under in the animus but would
0: you think that was a clever explanation or they fumbled it was it subtle or was it well done
1: i think if you paid attention you'd 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 know that it was actually true to the 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 games um but because the animus is so different from what the games are, because in the games it's just a bed.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's uh, so. That was a great explanation, guys. But I was asking a completely different question. I meant, the, like <laughs> visually, visually, when he's plugged into the animus, because like Jamie said, in the game he's just a bed, but when he's in, in this animus in the film, when okay. he's plugged into it, like visually, does yeah. it look like? What happened in the Matrix when Neo had all those things in the back of him? I don't mean what what happened once he was in the Animus. Visually, what did it look like when he was plugged in the oh, Animus? They,
0: in terms of that, the, the, the human being attached to the, the machine, I felt they were they kind of skipped over it a little bit. I mean, there was like one or two close ups of like a scorpion like tag that attached to the base of the top of his spine. And I think so it, is
2: like, it is like The Matrix, so that's quite similar when you plug into The Matrix and you got yeah, that back in. Yeah, but
0: I don't think they made as much of a big deal of it because I think one of the iconic moments in The Matrix is um, Neo pulling the plug out of his mouth so he could breathe and then look across and see the landscape of lots of people and lots of beds like his own. Whereas this was more like, it, it felt like um, Marion Cotillard saying, going, look into my eyes, look into my eyes. Don't look anywhere else because we are going to plug this massive machine at your backside and then you're going to start looking into these memories for us. So I, I never got the impression that they, they did a lot with this science on that to kind of make it look like it was part of the film. That was my opinion. Um,
2: so uh, final question for me. Was the 18% on Rotten Tomatoes justified in, in regards to this film?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. I'd give it a little bit more than eighteen percent myself.
0: Twenty two
1: percent, maybe a thirty ish, thirty five. Really? Um, but it's mainly because I didn't feel satiated. As as a, as someone who plays the games and and knows the games, mm. um, it, I I didn't feel like I had. That my thirst was quenched. And it was mainly because we had too much of the modern day. Yeah. Yeah. But they you know, but there were Easter eggs though, if you looked for them. Like you had to watch it a couple of times at least to see the Easter eggs. Like they they had the original Animus in the background. I don't know if you noticed that, but it was. So like right behind the big, you know, big machine that they had for the what, Animus 4 4.5. They had the Animus 2.0 in the background.
0: Awesome.
1: So, yeah, um, just wow. little Easter eggs. And, and, you know, there were kind of like nods to the past Assassin Creed games as well. Like you had your one token Asian in there um, who was most probably the um, ancestor, sorry, the... Um,
2: he worked in tech.
1: No, um, she would have been. Her ancestor would have been. Is it Zhao Shao Jun, Jun from the Assassin's Creed Chronicles? So, um, and oh, then you no, had no. Be, and then you had um, Musa, who is um, whose ancestor was Baptiste.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, little nods like that. Um, and the apple that they had was. Pretty much what they had in, in the video games as well, big glowing orb thing. Um, yeah, little yeah. nods. And it, but it, it, it is a shame that it looks like they cast an Ezio, but they didn't show much of, or, or any. They didn't show any of them. The thing is, though, I, I distinctly remember when I saw it in the cinemas that I thought I saw Ezio. <laughs> That's what's getting me. So it's almost Just like wanted to see him. To it's see like him. the vision that I, the version that I have now, doesn't have that scene where I thought I saw Ezio. Although in the kind of like the final animus scene that he had, where he breaks the animus, mm. and he has those, um, you know, those, um, you know, his his no. kind of ancestral kind no. of tree surrounding him. Mm. I'm pretty sure there was a Kenway in there, and I'm pretty sure there was. Um, Arno in there as well. So that's going back to Assassin's Creed Unity and to um, um, Black Flag.
0: Mm.
1: So, but that's just from me looking at the, you know, just when they're panning around to all of his ancestral assassins Mm. um, standing around him. There were little tidbits there, um, but I, I did have to stop and pause to to kind of. Look at the what they were wearing. Yeah. Kind of make those
0: deductions. Actually, Jamie, I might agree with you. I think because MK said earlier there's a one hour forty five minutes of uh, Assassin's Creed, but IMDb is saying it's one hour fifty five minutes. So I'm getting the feeling that this might be a, a there might be some kind of Blade Runner thing going on where maybe the version that was released in the cinema is not the one that's going on terrestrial TV, and this is probably where some of the minutes mm. myths are. But um, apparently... such
1: a shame. I want to find the version where I, because oh, I, I swear where, when, when, when um, his partner gets killed, just yeah. in that bit there, I, I swear I saw Ezio in that, that segment.
0: Okay.
1: But yeah. for some reason he, he wasn't in the current version that I have. So, yeah. uh, oh, well, I was yeah. looking for it.
0: I mean, he it got, it got 5.7 out of the sack on um, IMDb. So, I think it's, it's kind of universally panned at the moment. And I think one of the problems for me is I think it's only telling half of the story. And there should have been so much more done on the historical aspect because I think if you're building up the premise of what it was, I think there should have been more focus on the, the conflict between the Knights Templar and the Assassin's Creed. So, you could actually see the two. Factions from the beginning as it were and then you can go anywhere you want in the future whereas I felt like when you start in the present and go backwards it felt like there was papering over a lot of cracks and it would have been nice to just see more of the assassins doing their thing and trying to explain the ethos of why the creed exists and the different um, associations that the creed builds up over time. So you can get more of a sense of why the creed has survived decades and centuries, and it's still this thing in the shadows in the background.
1: They've been at war for generations. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. So that's kind of all we have time for. But just one last question. Do we want to see another uh, Assassin's Creed film? Do we want to see a number two?
0: I, 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 I would look at the, um, if we're looking at comic books, not just games, Dread versus Judge Dread is a good example of a, of a follow-up that was better than the original world that was built. So I felt Carl Irvin did a great job of, portraying the new Judge Dredd after Sylvester Stallone. And I think there's still time and room to do this. Maybe with, um, if I was to do Assassin's Creed again, um, I I think his name is, um, is it Oliver Martinez? No, Oscar Isaac. I'd probably get Oscar Isaac uh, to play the lead in the future. So yeah, I I would watch that.
1: Well, Malachi, you you didn't kind of see the movie, but would you want to see the movie or see? No, I don't want to. I
2: don't want to see the first one. So forget a sequel.
1: <laughs> see, I I want to give them the benefit of the doubt to 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 do something a bit better on and improve on, on this one. Like I, I get the whole modern day history, you know, historical setting and stuff like that, but. You know what, I think they also did that because they don't want another Prince of Persia, because Prince of Persia is also done by Ubisoft, and they've already done a film where it was all set, you know, yeah. way back when. Yeah. Um, so maybe they wanted to bring in more of the modern day um to make it kind of a little bit unique.
0: Yeah. I
1: think there was a bad decision. So I would like to see them do another one, you know, and, and this would be kind of like, you know, you know, if they strike out on this one, don't bother making another one. But I want to see them improve on the first one because they made so many mistakes for me. And mm. I, I I love the games. I do love the games. And even now, even with the recent releases that have turned to more RPG and, and, and role-playing, where you actually make decisions as well, and those decisions affect your end story. Mm. Um I think I would like to see another Assassin's Creed film. But, you know, that's just me. I, I, li- I like, you know, fancy clothes, you know, and historical settings and all that. Who, so,
0: would you, who would you put in your version of the new Assassin's Creed if you had the choice?
1: Oh, you know what? I, I would like to see, because the word is, is that the next video game is going to be set in China. Okay. Um, and it's going to be some kind of, you know, back in the one of the dynasties. I don't know which one, but um, the rumor is is that that's where the next next one is being set. I would like to see this time round a female assassin okay. rather than it focusing on a male assassin. That's okay. what I would like to see. I I can't say who. Maybe Ming Na Wen. I mean, like she did pretty well in you know Agents of Shield. Mm. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I can't really pinpoint anyone right now because, you know, off the top of my head, I'm not very good at that. Um, yeah. But I, I would like to see, you know, a female lead, whether it's, you know, set in China or not. Um, but also, eh, let's bring it back to something that isn't whitewashed.
0: Yeah. Perhaps. Okay. Or well, in the words of uh, the boys, girls get it done.
1: Huh, yeah. <laughs> okay right wrapping up that's all we have time for thank you very much for joining us um thanks for listening and this is a goodbye from tj see you
0: later guys take care
1: thanks for joining us and malachi thank you for joining us too
2: ciao thank you
1: yay and that's a ciao from me too hope you guys have been good for christmas catch you
0: guys later